Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. It is Monday, August 12th. We had a weekend full of games. We had some good series matchups today. You know I've been eyeing this Twins-Cleveland four-game set, and it brought some fun. There were some rookie home runs. Some We're going to get into slump watch. Going to get into it all, Jake. Here we go. Talking Baseball. Talking Baseball episode... I don't know, 13, I think. We're excited. Monday, Friday, a little late today, and that's because the Yankees are playing a doubleheader and, and we do a Yankees podcast that we had to get a pregame show out for. We apologize for the slight delay, but we're here. We're here now, Jake. How you doing? We are here, Jim. I'm doing well. A really fun weekend of games. We, you know, you're, you're vaunted twins indians series we'll talk about that but yeah man we we had a lot of fun stuff we had some gopher balls young guys a couple of silly veteran plays one of the biggest upsets in baseball history according to vegas in the past decade or so so i'm uh i'm gearing up had a good weekend uh went to a went to a show at red red rocks um, red rocks saturday night uh Otherwise, uh, watched a lot of baseball. I'm, I'm starting to get into a dangerous wormhole where I'm starting to watch a lot of other teams too, Jimmy. And it's, it's. I mean, it's awesome, but it's probably bad for my health and, and my sleep and all that. But, uh, dude, it's, it's just so good. And I, I know I'm going to talk about some individual players later. But, man, it, it's getting the game out there more. Because, I mean, there there's a couple guys whose names I've known for a long time, but I haven't, you know, watched a lot of action and then I've watched them play over the weekend, and I'm like, yeah, that guy's really cool. He did this, this, and this. I love that. Um, so, yeah, now now my new Jakey Brigade is going to be how do, how do we get players in front of people more, but that's uh, that might be an off-season deep dive. How What what games did you watch? Uh, well, I caught some of the Sunday night baseball. I, I caught the I had that Giants on as well. versus the Nats. I caught some uh, Cleveland uh, Cleveland versus Minnesota. Cause I, I knew how jazzed up you'd be about that. Um, what else did I catch? I think I caught a little bit of the Cubs Cincy. Um, I got some dude, I'm falling head over heels for Ronald Acuna. You're going to hear about me talk about him like probably every episode. I, it might become Jake's Ronald Acuna corner. Uh, so yeah, man, I, I was all over and yeah, now it's cause normally the Yankees for us are kind of like the all right, the Yankee game's over. Let's let's kind of tie tie a few loose ends and call it. Now I'm like, all right, I'll throw in another game, and so my girlfriend hates me. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. We have a doubleheader today for uh, the Yankees. Have a doubleheader, so it's baseball baseball filled day, which I am so excited about. I love doubleheaders. I'm like a little kid on Christmas, just like yeah, two games. Let's do it all day, all day. But talking baseball, I'm excited about this as well. We're going up in the rankings. The reviews keep coming in. Uh, we get some tweets here and there like, hey, this guy's got to be in Fuego. This guy's got to be on Slump Watch. I love that interaction. I love the engagement. So uh, I'm excited. Speaking of engagement and interaction, this episode is brought to you by Alejandro Barba. Yes, like that. Alberto Vasquez. Vasquez. Nice. Robert Hansen. Bobby Hands, yep. Wilson Son. Thank you, Wilson. Or your son? Wilson, Wilson Son. Two sons. Wilson Son. He son, could go son. by Son Son for short. 
Yeah. That's fun. Sun Sun. I like that. Okay. Matt McBride. Matt McBride. Where do you got him? Athlete. Baseball? Football? So, no, that's tough, man. And this is, uh, I mean, because of Brian McBride, but I'm picturing soccer. So that might be a tough break for Matt. But also I have that as a relief pitcher if you are playing baseball. Okay. Hayden, Hayden Cart. And Cart. That's a good That's a good baseball name. Charlie Norman. Charlie Norman, huh? Benjamin George. Ooh, two first names. Get out of here, dude. Oh, come on, Ben. I like you. Benny G. Benny G's fun. Benny G's good. Okay. Tyler Peterson. TP, yep. Brian Harmon. Harmon. That's a a golfer with that name right now. Jonah Bone. Jonah Bone. (laughs) Oh, this is another good one. Sal Morale. Sal Morale, dude. Yeah, that's a good name. Sal Sal Morale. Uh, David Knuft. No way I'm still going to get that. David Nuft, David Knuft. How do you how do you pronounce that? Not David Noft. I'm thinking like Knoblock. I like Noft. Yeah. And Peter Talay. Talo. Talau. 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 I think I got a lot of names wrong there. I'm pretty upset with myself. Yeah. Tough. Tough round. Who are Damn. those people, Jim? Those are our most recent Patreon sponsors. They can join the live chat in the show. I believe we had some watching live. If you guys are watching live and you uh, want to, you know, tell us we're wrong or right or ha- add some insight during the show, be f- be sure to do so. Also on Patreon, you get uh, the chance to win two jerseys of your choice every month via raffle. The August raffle has not taken place yet, so be sure to enter before that does. It'll take place at, at the end of the month, and basically it just supports us, allows us to keep doing this. We got big plans for this show, and we uh, the, the support that you guys give allows us to make those uh, plans come to fruition. We really appreciate it, but enough about that. Let's get into the action, Jake. You have the National yeah, League report. I, I think the only other thing... I think the only other thing before we get into the action, Jim, is if you're looking for another way to help us and you want to, you kind of want to see the inner workings of our head, we dropped the I Love Baseball line of shirts this weekend. Jim. Yeah, I love baseball. You go to shop.johnboymedia.com and then there's a collection called I Love Baseball. If you there's a let me let me do it. Let me do a quick run through to make sure it's up and running. Shop.johnboymedia.com. There's three little things. Collection, slide down. I love baseball. Yeah, we put I love baseball because I have an I love baseball shirt. And the history behind right. it is when the Yankees and Red Sox went to London, there was some fans there that had just the shittiest iron on. The colors yeah. were weird, but it said I love baseball. And I was like, that's hilarious. I want this in Yankees colors. So I wear it a lot in the videos. I have two of them, and I constantly get people saying, like, I want that, but I have, like, five people. I want that, but I don't want Yankees colors. So we have them up in every Every color color for all 30 teams and multiple options for some teams, and just there is also just a white writing that is available on, like, seven different shirts. So if you want an I Love Baseball shirt, there you go. We also want to make talking baseball shirts with the the font of each team. That's the next project. So, so that's next. There you go. All right. Now, can we get into the action, Jake? The National League report, Jim. You ready? 
I am so ready for this National League report. Two minutes on the clock, but not really. You can take as long as you want. Here we go. National League report. Jake Storelli, I genuinely don't know what happened for the most part. Let me know. Jimmy, my Atlanta Braves, Ronald Acuna show. They played four down in South Bish, splitting with the Marlins. Keuchel had a bad performance that really jumped up his ERA and everyone was all over him. Martin Prado, old friend, he had a walk-off, a nice comeback for the Fishies on Saturday night. Again, they split that series. The Nationals and everyone's favorite, the New York Metropolitans, they played three in Queens, and those amazing Mets win two dramatic comebacks to win the first two games. They come up short the last game, but they win the series. They keep on keeping on. The fight in Phil's, Jim, not keep on keeping on. They lose three of four to San Fran, including on Sunday Night Baseball. The pitcher, Will Smith, his first professional at bat, gets a two-RBI single. Hey, put one on the board for people that like NL Baseball. In the Central, the Cubbies versus Cincinnati in Cincy. Jim, weirdly similar logos, just Red Seas anyways. They end up splitting the four-game set. Some serious Reds highlights between Bowers' home debut and Aristides Aquino. Saying some of that right. We'll get we'll talk about him a lot more in a little bit. The Cardinals, they return home after their horrible, no good, very bad West Coast trip. They sweep the Pirates. Yikes, Pittsburgh. What's going on? Including a dramatic go-ahead grand slam on Sunday by the rookie Night Train Lane Thomas. Jim, your Brewers. They hosted Texas in an interleague affair. Some good Baseball, Jim, all one-run games. Milwaukee takes the first two games of the series. Texas and Mike Miner shut them out on Sunday and win one nothing. And Jim, a wise man, once said, Go West, young man. You know the Giants won their set against the Phils. The Dodgers lose game one in extras to the Diamondbacks after bench is clear, a little Archie Bradley action. But the Dodgers win the final two games behind two Seven-inning shutout starts by Maeda and Ryu back-to-back. Jeez, they are crazy. And, Jim, finally, your slump watch Colorado Rockies visited beautiful San Diego, but the Rock struggles continue. San Diego wins the first three games, including a little 13-game hit streak for young, handsome Fernando Tatis Jr., but the prideful Rockies take the final game to salvage Anything and anything they can for the rest of this season. Wow. Hell of a report. Congrats on the good report. Felt good. It's good. It's a good report. Normally it's like, oh, Jake, you kind of half-assed that. That felt strong. Yeah, my report's half-assed this week. Proud of you. A little teaser. A little teaser. teaser. <laughs> Get the folks <laughs> excited at home. <laughs> All right. Where am I going? The first thing that stood out to me was I was happy for the Cardinals. Yeah. They needed a sweep. That West Coast trip was like, holy shit, what's going on? This ain't it. So they needed not they needed not to beat the Pirates. They needed to sweep the Pirates and get that fan base. Like I don't know if the fan base lost faith, but it's like, yes, we're still in this. Cause that's a close race. And like you have to stay close. Like you you can't right. drop back too far because then you're lost and the race is going on without you because everyone else keeps winning. 
So good for them. They actually reclaim second place. It puts them a half game up on the Brewers because the Brewers only won two of three. They are the St. Louis is currently the second wild card team. Yeah, and they're second in the division, two behind the Cubs. For a team that for the past week we've basically been talking about, like, are they dying on us? No, they they had a brutal West Coast trip, and that'll do it. But uh, they're they are they're firmly back. They are one game out in the loss column in the NL Central. Don't get too comfy, Cubs fans. That is going to be so much fun. Not as much fun as Dodgers fans are having. Nineteen games up in their division. It's unbelievable, man. They're seventy-nine and forty-one. Their their run differential is plus one ninety-two. Uh, the best in baseball. They got uh, Houston by by eight runs or so. How about that? That's a fun little race. Yeah, man. Their their pitching is unbelievable. I mean, you you could get lost in. Cody Bellinger and you know he's he's fighting for the MVP and whatever other young guys you like on that team Peterson Verdugo uh hey well old guys too David Freeze how you doing but uh yeah man I mean they Jim as as we state openly because we don't want to be biased we are Yankees fans and I mean dude the Dodgers just pitched two seven inning shutout back to back starts like there there was a time a week ago that the Yankees were sacrificing animals to try to get that kind of performance. And the Dodgers just throw it out there. Like it's nothing. It's crazy. The other thing I like here is that with the Braves splitting a four game set to the Marlins means two losses means the nationals who are six and a half back in that division playing the Mets could have crept up on the Braves could have got a game or two on the Braves. But the Mets say, nah, we're creeping up on you for the wild card. The Mets magic continues. Yeah, and Jimmy, I, I don't know if you saw it. The uh the Mets, they they had the chance for the sweep. Uh Pete Alonzo throws over to first a couple runners on base early in the game, and he throws it a little wide of DeGrom, ball goes away. At, bunch of runners score I, I think three runs I want to say it was bases loaded and uh so the Mets come back and they tie it at threes um but they end up giving up the lead late uh Justin Wilson gets gets knocked around so uh but yeah I mean there is there is magic going on at City Field right now I mean the Todd Frazier home run um un- unbelievable that leads to the Conforto walk-off then they do it again uh so so much fun in Queens right now just watch the play with DeGrom. It's kind of on DeGrom, not on Alonzo. Do you see that? Yeah, it's tough. I, I mean, the throw's not where it needs to be, and it's, you know, DeGrom's running to the base, and it's a tight throw. So, But did DeGrom stop running? I'm, uh, I think I'm, I'm 60-40 Pete over DeGrom. Have you seen the replay that shows DeGrom stop running? Like, Alonzo's trying to lead him. He stops running and then starts running again. Right, but he's getting close to the bag. Yeah. He's got to stop running. Yeah, but he like stops like real before the bag. That's weird. That's brutal, though. If you're DeGrom and your whole thing is you're very, very good and three-run score on an error. They did get on base, though. So that's... Yeah. That's the tough part there. That's a bummer. The Todd Frazier home run in the Mets Nationals game. And Doolittle is a personal good friend of mine. 
Right. You and Sean Doolittle are close, so that was tough for you. Yeah. And for those that don't know, that just means he follows me on Twitter, and that's all. Right. That's that's it. That's all. Um, Good yeah, friend. Man, Jim, this – this this is a recurring thing for me every week, and maybe I'll I'll stop beating the drum on it. Baseball is so strong, man. the The crowds this weekend were killing it. Um, the the Cardinals grand slam to to take the lead to go for the sweep. They were going absolutely insane. That's such a good baseball town. I mean, City Field has been rocking. City Field looks like a Springsteen concert every game right now after a couple weeks of wins and a couple pump-up speech and iPhone's notes letter posted on Twitter. So I'm 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 just I'm just happy with baseball, man. Yeah. I, I mean everyone that kept saying baseball's dead, it's it's not really. It's like just no. the only thing ESPN doesn't market baseball. If right. you don't use ESPN as your only source, baseball's alive and well and has like a lot of fans and a lot of people that love it. Just ESPN yeah. does and, a bad job. So, and the MLB and I, itself does a bad job. But like, there are people that love the sport. It's not like a dying, boring sport. Yeah. And the the other thing is, it's just it's blind to it, and there's nothing you could really do. Like the NFL and NBA just have gotten a lot more popular. So, like, baseball's share of the sports world has decreased, but that's not on baseball. Like, that's it's good so, on the other sports. It's so easy to be an NFL fan. Eighteen games. Once 16 a week, even. six. Well, yeah, I was doing preseason. People love yeah, preseason. Nice. You yeah. love preseason. Sixteen games regular season, uh, post, but it's once a week, and it's a Sunday when you have nothing to do. It's the easiest yeah. sport to be a fan of, especially a casual fan. Baseball moves so fast; casual fans get lost in the shuffle. You either stay up to date day to day, or you have no idea what's going on, and then you just come around the playoffs, which I'm fine with. I don't knock anyone how they be a fan of, but I'm just saying like football set up pretty nice with their schedule to be a casual fan. Yeah. And we'll, uh, again, I'm sure this off season we'll, we'll dig into some think tank ideas, but yeah, I just, uh, I need to find a way, you know, I have my, every team should play everybody to get more athletes in front of everyone. Um, cause Jim, I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to talk about him throughout the show. Ronald Acuna is basically on pace for a 40, 40 season right now. Um, I mean, you need to see that guy. And Jim, he had another play in that Marlins series. The Marlins were ninth inning. They get a leadoff hit. Your guy, Isan Diaz, he bloops one out there. He thought he might get a double, so he took a big round. Acuna throws him out at first. There goes your ninth inning rally. Um, so, yeah, just uh, welcome to Jake's Ronald Acuna hour. <laughs> uh, this, Braves, this Braves series, so my best friend in the world blows the game one, Sean Doolittle. Right, Sean Doolittle. He gets the save in game three. Being a closer, you got to have some weird mental mindset to just completely blow it, and then you got to be the man right again. I mean, everyone knows this. Seth Lugo is the closer for the Mets now. They traded for Edwin Diaz, and he just got straight up bumped because he sucks. Yeah, and uh, well, and you might even hear Seth Lugo mentioned on and Fuego spoiler Ooh, teaser that's coming good, up because he. A- He's been really good, and it's tough to get relievers involved in the show because normally we look at things in series bits. It's not like you can be like, wow, reliever had two shutout innings. What a day. Yeah. But Seth Lugo's putting together a month. Dude, we need to put Edwin Diaz on slump watch. In his last six games, he's allowed seven earned runs, and that's not including – like one blow up of five earned runs. Like this dude has 
allowed at least one run. He has one in his last six games. He has one clean outing with no earned runs. Other than that, one earned run, one earned run, one earned run, two earned runs, zero earned runs, two earned runs. Been bad. So I was going to say good for the Mets for like officially moving on, but they they had no choice. If they didn't move on, it'd be bad for the Mets. But Seth Lugo is now the closer in New York for anyone that yeah, cares I think about that. Edwin Diaz might have went past um, slump watch. He might be on like hide the knives watch. It's It's getting tough. Oh, yeah. Hide the knives for sure. There was a nice moment after he gave up his last homer. He comes out of the game, and your favorite coach in baseball, the Mets pitching coach, came up to him and gave him a, like, or this this was good. We're still heading the right direction, which I liked. 82-year-old Mets pitching coach. Hey, how about the Giants reclaiming their magic? They get swept by the Nationals. It seems like they're dead and buried. They win three out of four from the uh, Phillies, who are in the wild card hunt as well, but kind of not really. Do you think the Giants are still in this? Because uh, I don't. No, I feel like we've discredited the NL West outside of the Dodgers just just because, I mean, they're 500 teams, and I, you know a couple of these teams are going to pull away, and it's just tough to picture – Arizona or San Francisco being able to jump Philly, the Mets, Milwaukee, and St. Louis or Washington at this point. There's just too many teams to jump. I I know it sounds rude to a degree, and you never know, man. I mean, look at the two weeks the Mets had. Like if if you can find that again, but it the Giants kind of already had that streak. <laughs> like those those don't just happen once a month. The Giants had their magic run, so it seems like they're out. But um, I don't know, Jim. They they had a a road trip and they came back to life and now they're back home and they're they won the games and again this game was the final game was six six in the eighth and they put together a little magic rally uh, to get it going. So I, I yo they I, have a hard schedule the rest of the way. The Giants. Stuff. They host Oakland. Oakland's been playing really well. Yep. Then four versus Arizona. That's medium. Arizona's sure. just same level as Diamond or as Gi- Gi- Giants right now. Then they go at the Cubs. Then they go at Oakland. Arizona again. Four versus the Padres. That's nice. Then the Cardinals, the Dodgers. Then they still have three versus the Red Sox, Braves, and they end at the Dodgers. Yikes, Giants. Yapes. Yeah. I don't think uh I think your magic will not be strong enough. I mean, they just took three out of four from the national, from the Phillies, and the Phillies are still two games ahead of them in the wild card race. So that's when you know you're out. And who knows where, you know, you mentioned that it's Dodgers-Brave series to end the season. Maybe they're in rest mode and those games don't matter. So I I don't know. Never say never, Justin Bieber, but uh, that's that's tough. Uh, Let's move on to the AL. Jim, could you give me a report on the teams that – are based out of the American League. The Oakland Athletics took two out of three from the White Sox. They lost the series in Chicago to the Cubs, so they go over to the south side and bully them around, take two out of three. They needed that. The Astros could not get the sweep over the Orioles. Embarrassing. They did win a game 23-2, to though. Congrats. That's just one game, though. 
you lost the next one with Verlander on the bump. So all of the cool that comes with putting up 23 runs goes immediately away. I'm sorry about it, but they do win two out of three. Jake, the Yankees and the Blue Jays split a four-game set in Toronto. The kids up in Canada are putting up some fight despite their season being over. The Blue Jays will play the role of spoiler to whoever game they, whoever team they host up there. It's actually a hard series up in Toronto, I believe. They, those guys are good, those young kids. The Angels won a series. How about that? They finally ran into a team that's on a worse slide than them. The Boston Red Sox, they they lost the first game. They they won the, the next two, winning the third in extra innings. I believe Bem Boom, who just got traded to the Red to the Angels as like a secondary piece, gets the big hit to win it in extras. The Tigers and Royals played a set, which made me laugh out loud, and I did not check the results because wow, they those don't matter. Tigers and Royals. Yikes. The Indians went to Minnesota to reclaim what they think is theirs. Love this series. They took three out of four from the Twinkies. They're now tied for first place. 71 to 47 apiece. That's exciting. I think the Twins just kind of got like rocked in the face by this because they thought they had a 10-game solid sturdy lead in the Central. The Rangers lost a series to the Brewers. Jake told you about that. A lot of close games, good baseball. And the Rays swept the Mariners. I like to call this the pins in the map series because it's the two corners of the U.S. You would put pins there to hold up the map, two of the four corners. Rays are on a nice little run, 12-2 and in their last 14 games. Good job, the Rays. And that about rounds it up. Yeah, Jim. Well, uh, I, I think we'll jump where where we jumped the episode. Your your Cleveland Twin series, and Jim. Uh, you know, I I I like putting an emphasis when there's a when there's a four game set. I mean, the difference between splitting with two games and winning three out of four is a big difference. And Jim, that final game goes into extra innings. The it's tied at three threes. The Twins, they hit one into the gap. They're sending the runners. Lindor pegs them at the plate to take it to extra innings. And then in the first inning of extra innings, get the guitar. Carlos Santana goes grand salami. I mean, that talk about a twist of the knife. So that that was huge, and now we're locked up atop the, the AL Central. And your, your Indians are coming, Jim. Yeah, I mean, I just... The Twins fans were sitting very pretty, and it sucks for them because the wild card is so scary. We've been in the wild card the last two years. It's a motherfucker on your brain. It's very scary. And, Jim, we, we won the wild card game, <laughs> the, the Yankees. The it's Twins still, lost one of those games. It's still no fun. It's no fun to be in that wild card game. But, yeah, I mean – Shane Bieber had a nice outing, seven innings pitched, two earned runs. Smeltzer got smoked. So there was some the, – the Indians came to town. They uh, The Indians debuted a kid, Randy Dobnak, mm. who went like four innings pitched, zero earned runs in a winning effort, which is kind of crazy. I like that. So it was a good series. I'm Jim, excited for the rest. To- they play six games against each other the rest of the way. It will be decided by their direct results. I'll go full sports talk radio. Well, Jim, I actually might disagree with you because 
and you're actually not going to like this news. The Twins have the easiest strength of schedule the rest of the way. They've had the um, easiest strength of schedule from start to finish. Well, I think that's where the numbers would differ with you because they've they've got more of those easy games coming up at the end of the year that other teams have played. Um, Jim, uh, I'll, let's let's go full sports talk radio for a minute. Yeah. Is it officially time to put a knife in the Red Sox? Yeah, they. I was on uh, Cespedes Family Barbecue DAZN last night, yeah. and they asked me that. Like, are the Red Sox done? And I was just like, yeah. And they, they're like, you want to elaborate like anymore? And I was like, well, I mean, that's a dumb question. Yeah. Uh, um, no, I don't know. We're we're Yankees fans, so th- there's bias that I cannot control. But when the Red Sox do bad, they do so bad. Yeah. They don't just finish in second place two games out of the wild card and oh shucks we missed the playoffs when they do bad they do so bad and right now tough time sale gave him his best outing of like the season they still lose the series so i don't know what's the red sox schedule looking like do you have a strength of schedule thing there thanks schedule well didn't didn't the red sox split the series because sale sale was thursday night Oh, it was a four-game set? Yeah. So then they split the series. I'm wrong. So they split, but they... they Everything I said was so wrong. I told you I half-assed my report. Damn. Yeah, damn. Angels didn't win a series. Bummer. Nope. Sorry. So, yeah, now now we're twisting the knife in the Red Sox and the Angels. Um, What was the question? Red Sox upcoming schedule? Man, a split series between the Angels and the Red Sox is almost more brutal than winning or losing because they both just walked in like malingering badness and they both walked away in the same exact place not one team can claim they walked away better than when they came in yeah man i mean boston they've got they go three at cleveland so your favorite team in baseball then they host baltimore for three philly for two and then they go on that crazy west coast trip san diego colorado uh los angeles which um, on their home, but yeah, it's not the best teams on that West Coast trip. But West Coast trips do take a toll on West Coast trips are gnarly. So yeah, I I don't know. No, I I think I think if we weren't Yankee fans, we would sit here more admirably and be like, the Sox are done. Um, but I mean, they it's it's rabbit out of the hat time for them soon. And Sale getting right is a nice rabbit, but they need so much more than that right now. They do. They do. Yo, what's Puig been doing in Cleveland? Do you mind if I look that up? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can look that up. I saw he, uh, dude, he hit a line drive into the left field gap. Uh, Like, it it just cleared the shortstop's head, but it was like no doubt was getting to the wall. He he tattooed it. Um, Other than that, I'm not exactly sure how he did this weekend, Jim. Yeah, and uh, even more this weekend, just what's he done since being traded over? Um, is what I want to find out. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, Puig, the, the Cleveland Indian. Yes. So since being traded over, Jesus, 11 games, 46 plate appearances, 357 batting average, 413 on base percentage, 571 slugging, 984 OPS. Guy's a threat. Two stolen bases, one home run, six RBIs, four doubles, one triple, 15 hits, five runs. 
end of end of August, we should do a uh, like a full recap on on all the trade pieces because I know Castellanos is still doing it. Puiger, uh, Andrew Kashner, not so much. Dude, they put Puig into their cl- he's their cleanup hitter, and he's just he's started in right field and hit cleanup every game. One game he DH'd. That's cool. So they got Lindor, Mercado, the rookie center fielder, is their two-hole hitter. Carlos Santana at three, Puig at four, and then Ramirez at five. And since this stretch, that's their one, two, three, four, five every game. Kipnis and Reyes messing around. It's cool. The Yankees don't have that because they rotate so much. I love when you look at batting orders and they're just the same every day. Some that's like part of old school baseball that I still look at. And I'm like, damn, that's so cool. Just every day. It's Lindor, Mercado, Santana, Puig, Ramirez. Yeah. Up on my Braves train, baby. (laughs) Albie, Zacuna, and Freddie. Yeah, but that's only three. Hey, that's, that's what you need. Donaldson has been clean up pretty solidly. It's been Acuna, Albies, Freeman, Donaldson. Swanson got the boot. And then their five through nine is... The jumble. Das boot. What else do you like in the American League? In the American League, what else do I like, Jimmer for debt? Um, man, I, I feel like if we need to get them on the elevator soon, although I think we might have had them early, but the A's, man, the, the A's just like keep winning series. I, um, that's what I thought, but they just lost. They just lost to the Cubs. So, like, that, I was going to put that in my report. Like, man, the A's win another series. And I was like, wait, they just lost to the Cubs. They played them well, but they just lost to the Cubs. Right. But outside of that, I mean, they've – I don't know. I, that was – because that was in Chicago, right? And they were doing that whole stretch of AL slash NL baseball. Yeah, but – yeah. So, they actually – they haven't been winning a lot of series, Jake. It's very confusing. So if you go back like five series, they split a four-game set with Minnesota. They lost a three-game set with the Astros. Then they split a four-game set with Texas. Then they won a series versus the Brewers, won a two-game set versus the Cardinals, lost to the Cubs, and now they just beat the White Sox. So they've won three series out of their last six. I just did this before the show because I thought the – A's were on a winning series streak as well, and they're not. So for some reason, our brains have them much hotter than they actually are. Yeah, I guess, uh, yeah, six and three in their last nine. I guess that's not that special. Um, Yeah, I guess if you go before that, it gets a little better if you could stretch it out with the Rangers games. But, yeah, I don't know. And maybe it's it's not A's bias. Maybe it is A's bias, but it I, I guess they just keep trucking along, man. They're Yeah. They had a stretch where they had the two walk-offs in a row and some of the drama, and then they won three in a row right after that. And I think we're still lingering on that. It's a good win by the A's, and they're sitting sitting nicely in the wild card, I think. No, they're one out, so we'll see. Yeah, they are they are one and a half out of Tampa right now. So Cleveland and Minnesota are tied, so that's your first wild card and your AL Central team. Tampa, I guess maybe that's maybe that's the the team that I, I feel like we we've been ignoring. Uh, Yarborough twirled a gem the other day. We're gonna talk about that a little bit more later. Um, Tampa, man, I guess at every every week we found ourselves saying like, well, is Boston? I guess if they get hot, blah blah. I think we have to stop talking about Boston and talk about Tampa. Yeah, yeah, 
They swept the they, their their recent stretch is very good. They they beat Toronto two out of three. They swept the Red Sox. They sweep the Marlins. They lose to Toronto, and then they sweep Seattle. I think I said they're twelve and two in their last fourteen. That's pretty good. And if you That's go really up, good. they're fourteen and three in their last seventeen. Yeah, and who um they, they have again, they have the easiest schedule for a trade deadline episode. They have the easiest schedule right now. Three games at San Diego. Jimmy, you're the Rays schedule is kind of scaring me right now. Three games at San Diego. Then they host Detroit and the Mariners again, who they just swept. Then they go to Baltimore for four games. Yeah. Holy smokes, that's an easy schedule. Hopefully, hopefully those games, some of those teams can play spoiler for for the Yankees. For my sake, then they go to Houston and then Cleveland. Oh, dude! But then it's so easy again. Okay, it's kind of a harder September. Damn. Good for the Rays, Jim. You you mentioned Yaya Puig, uh, Jesus Aguilar. Uh, since coming over, he's hitting at a 385 clip with a 9.33 OPS. So shit, because uh, he was he was uh, having a brutal year. Yeah, I know we we were you and I didn't fully align on on his uh his July, but he was starting to figure some things out. And it it's baseball, man. It, guys can have a bad first half and still be <laughs> themselves, especially if they get a little a little jolt. So good good for Big Jesus. Yeah, well, his July was just three games made his stats look good, and the yeah, rest was bad. Some, sometimes that's how it goes. Um, yeah. Since being over, he's got he's playing well. Nine home runs on the season one. That's so weird to see nine home runs the last two seasons. This dude was a monster. Yeah. On the season, doesn't he have ten home runs? He got his OPS above 700 with the Rays now with this hot stretch. That's good. So where are the Rays playing him? First base every day? Uh, first or DH, I'd have to assume. Does that mean G-Man Choi's been kicked to the side? Not sure. I'm going to check it out. I'm going to check it out. Let's see. Where is Aguilar playing? Uh, the Rays are like the Yankees. It's just a clusterfuck. Aguilar has been DHing and playing first, hitting <laughs> – since coming over, Jake, he has batted sixth, third, fourth, fourth, fifth, sixth, fifth, and been rotating DH first base, DH first base, DH first base, DH first base. Working. Two different methods, Cleveland and the Rays. Two different methods. All right. Anything else? Uh, not really. I know the the Astros. The Astros lost to the Orioles. If if you think we're being dramatic on that, it's in, literally in Vegas terms, it's one of the biggest upsets in in MLB baseball in the past fifteen years. So that's uh that's pretty wild. I need baseball fans to stop acting like twenty three to two wins mean anything when. The losing well, it, was, it was the most it was the most runs in Astros history, so that's that's pretty impressive. But this was but 
when the other team just takes out their pitchers and throws position players and stops trying, right? None of those runs mean anything. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I know what you mean. Like in in the in the scope of that game, it actually it, it doesn't mean anything at once once the lead's double digits. But I mean, it's going in the Astros' record book. The first ten runs are cool. It, it should go in the record books, but like people were like, "Oh my god, this is the greatest thing!" It's like oh, they weren't trying. They're a bad team. Yeah. And then they were a bad team that honestly didn't try for five innings. So that's what happens. Oh, yeah. But it's happening a lot where there's like position players pitch way more now because they want to save arms. And then you pad the stats on position players. And it's like, that's cool. But let's not like, let's not think it's impressive. 10 nothing impressive. The next 13 runs were like men's league softball. Right. All right, we don't really have any main storylines. It's just kind of gameplay. Yeah, I don't think so. Just just some good baseball. Just the just the central races in the wild card. All right, let's go to the standing out standout performances. The standout performances. I'm Jake. Ben leadoff, Jim. Yep, here you go. Okay, well, I'm going to take the first pitch, obviously, because I always take the first pitch. And then I'm probably going to tap one back to the pitcher. But my standout performance, Jim, Aristides Aquino. Jim, am I saying that right? Uh, you're, you're dancing all around it, so I'll allow it. We, we always just we slaughter names on this show as a joke. It's not a joke. We want to get the names right. Some of them are tough. Jim, this one's so tough. Our guy comes up. Welcome to the big leagues. Right? Nine seasons in the minors, Jim. He's 25 years old. He was a kid. He comes up, and Jim, he has a three homer game. And from a rookie, that is very rare air. In your first 10 games, only Bobby Estalea, the old Rockies catcher, has a three homer game in their first 10 games. Jim, it gets even better. He had four straight games with a homer, and this was the fourth, which was a three-homer game. His seven homers in his first ten games ties Trevor Story's record for most homers in your first ten games. Trevor Story, a lot of Rockies involved here, Jim. Only rookie in MLB history to hit a homer in back-to-back innings. That's there forever, okay. Third Reds rookie to have a three-homer game. Joey Votto and Art Shamsky from Everybody Loves Raymond lore, Jim. And I, I think the bigger news here, Jim, is, uh, you know, we, we root for good baseball always. Um, my guy has a career on-base percentage in the minors of 308, which, okay. And by the way, he did this for the Cincinnati Reds. I, I, I mentioned that with the Joey Votto and Art Shamsky. 308 career on base percentage in the minors. So you're saying, okay, like what's the hole in this kid's swing? Like we're going to figure this out soon, and I'm sure he's going to be a bum. Jim, he might have figured it out this year. This year in AAA, 28 homers, a 356 on base percentage. And Jim, I don't know if this is new, but as you've seen, he's got one of these big open stances to start, the lazy open stance, which is just always more endearing to a player. So my guy, Aristides Aquino, um, congrats, buddy, and, you know, like, welcome. Aristides. Dude, his batting stance is fantastic. 
Yeah, it's it's the the lazy open man. It's when you're playing wiffle ball and you're just like, you know, you're just going to go so deep. You're like, it doesn't matter. Just throw it and then you step into it and crush it. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, they, it's, it's Easter. They let one of the nieces or nephews, they're like, oh, let him throw a few pitches. You could swing. Don't worry. And you're like, okay. Yeah. Toss it in here, Johnny. But I hope you're all right consoling my nephew when I send this one into the trees because that's right. where it's going. Yeah. Yeah, man. Dude, he is a big prospect for them. Have you seen any of his outfield assists? Like he's known for having a huge arm. Yeah, I was I was gonna say I I know I know he's got an arm. I, I know that from my nerdy video game. And yeah, he's definitely a rising prospect. Like I said, he's def the light bulb's gone off. I don't know if it's pitch recognition. I don't know if he's changed his stance. Again, if you're one of our Reds fans, you're in the chat right now or you wanna you wanna tweet at Poppy Chulo, uh at talking Jake, send it um, if, if you've got some inside info. But uh, clearly something's happened. Do you know that uh, he 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 hit seven home runs in his first ten games, which ties Trevor Story's record and all that. But this was the tenth game when he did this. The first game was last season, two thousand eighteen. Right, and he only had uh, he that was his only only game played, which is yeah, which is only- tough. And he only had I one bet at he's bat. wishing he didn't play that game now. If he didn't play that game, I don't know. Did he hit a home run the next game? Because then it would be another ten. If he didn't play that one game in 2018. Yeah. So he he did not. But yeah, in Jim, that one game, it was one at bat, one at yeah. bat, and he struck out. Yeah. So that's a. There's a Aristides, for you. dude, I love his batting stance. And then Kyle Hendrick just giving the same pitch. Kyle Hendrick's yeah. most, the most popular pitch is an 86 mile per hour like sinker. The first one was a little inside. Second one was right over the plate. It's like, dude, why didn't you just change that up? 25 from Santo Domingo in the Dominican Republic. Um, good good on you, Aristides. And, hey, maybe that was uh, he's, his, him doing well in the minors was part of the reason they could move Puig and go get Bauer and, and everything that went down. So good, good on the Reds. Yeah, dude, the Reds might be set up next year. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe the pitching look. The pitching could be pretty good. Bauer, Sonny Gray, Castillo. Be nice. All right, my standout performance, Jake. Who's yours, Jim? And you're like, oh, very rare for a rookie to have three home runs in the game. Well, what if I told right. you if another rookie did it same day, or same yeah. same weekend? Astros fans year. are pissed. Oh, Aristides gets all the credit. Aristides, Aristides. Yordan Alvarez, the man-child for Houston, he had three home runs in the game as well. He's a rookie. It's now a 17 home runs on the season for Alvarez. They weren't the first three at-bats of a game, or they weren't the first 10 games of his career, but he still did it, still a rookie. Three home runs, one game, four runs scored, three hits, seven RBIs, also took a walk. Both guys had a walk in their games. I went into his home run log because both these guys, their first home run was on OO pitches or early in the count. Alvarez has 17 homers on the year. 11 of them have come on the first three pitches. I think seven of them came on the first two. Swings early. Doesn't want to get deep into counts. But, yeah, another three home run performance. 
as is tradition in Houston, Jose Altuve likes jumping on those early pitches. Yeah, Jim, I I I, I love Jordan. He's an absolute monster. Um, I'm, you know, the rookie stuff, all that. I I am giving a I'm putting an asterisk because it was against the worst pitching staff ever. It was against the Baltimore Orioles. So I am gonna throw a little asterisk. I appreciate your three home runs, Jordan. Um, but it's against a team that's going to give up the most efforts. But good on you. Yeah. Good on you. And Jim, he's he's writing his own rookie records. He, you know, he we talked about the RBIs in a month. I think he beat Albert Pujols' record. Um, dude, forty six games. He's got seventeen homers and fifty one RBIs. He's he's on he's on pace for essentially a twenty five homer hundred RBI. Phone. Yes. I'm mad Hold at it. my own standout performance. Oh wow. I this I am I take it back. It's all coming back. His last home run was versus a position player. Just what I was oh, talking. Broke your own rule. Just I was just talking about this, dude. I posted wow. the I posted the. Wow. Three, I'm so mad at myself because I posted the three home run video for Aquino, 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 whatever. And everyone on breakdown on YouTube's so obnoxious, like, well, Alvarez did it. Alvarez did it. So I was trying to give them some love here and be like, I'll, I'll be on the, the Astro side. He's fucking hit it on a position player. It's not nearly the same thing. I got swindled into trying to make these three, two, these two feats comparable. Damn. Are you kidding me? Damn, Jim. The other two pitchers I, I never heard of. Taylor Scott. We saw him. Yeah, he's got the long hair. And Aaron Brooks. He's been bouncing around for a while. They're real pitchers, at least. Fuck. Yeah. I congrats, congrats, Jordan Alvarez. You hit three home runs in a minor league game. Right? Dude, that's why that's why I added the Orioles the Orioles caveat to En Fuego. The Orioles are going to get a couple bats hot every week. I can't believe myself. Wow. I'm I'm pivoting real quick and I'm giving Wait, it to Ryan so Yarbrough. So Gordon lost the award? Yeah, he's not getting that fucking award. Wow, okay. I love it. I was just gave the whole spiel like we need to stop acting like these 23 to 2 victories are any more impressive than 12 right. to nothing. Because once the team pivots and puts Stevie Wilkerson out there to pitch, yeah. it's not impressive. Javi Baez bad as lefty because it literally doesn't matter. That was fun. It was fun. I I enjoyed that, but like it's whatever. All right. My uh my my standout performance is All right, my Jim. Let's let's do your standout performance. My standout performance goes to Mike Miner. Didn't get traded. Wow. Didn't get traded, Jake. Was that just a triple audible? Did you just go to Jordan, thought about Yarborough real quick, and went to Mike Miner? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. I went to Mike Miner because the sweep was on the line. He didn't get traded. What's he playing for? He's got a couple more years. He actually struggled for a little bit. Mike Miner goes out there and tosses against a, a, a playoff team. That's that's really why I switched from Yarbrough to Mike Miner. The Brewers are a hungry team playing for a lot. The Mariners aren't. Correct. So Mike Miner shutting down the Brewers. Eleven Ks, four hits, eight innings pitched. 
Mike Miner gets my standout performance. Yeah, and that that series, I touched upon it briefly, but Jim, they were all one-run games. Um, Texas still believes they're battling. I mean, if we just ruled Boston out, we're ruling Texas out. But Jim, you you also talked about how Cincy's set up for next year. If Texas actually thinks they found something in Lance Lynn and Mike Miner, and they can plan on those guys coming back and being strong for them next year, Texas can kind of form something around that. So that's true. Uh, good on Mike Miner. Great, great pick. Thank you. Great pick. Confident <laughs> all the way. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Next up, we've got. Slump watch. Slump watch. David Price has been on slump watch for a while. He got he went to the AIL. We kind of missed that last yeah. week, so you're off. Yeah, that's it's one way to get off. It's uh, respect the hustle there. The Red Sox have been on slump watch, Jake, and the deal is you have to win a series to get off. They 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 split two games versus the Royals, and then it got the third game is currently tied. It's being postponed. And then they just split a four-game set versus the Angels. So it's a tough way to stay on slump yeah, watch. They're currently on a three-and-three three slump watch. That feels that feels kind of unfair. That's the rules. They got to win right, a the series. The rules are the rules. They got to win a series. Okay. Rogned Odor. Rogned. He went two for nine, the double and a run, and four walks. I don't know about this Ooh. one. Two for nine, a double, one run, four walks. So a 222 batting average, a 462 on base percentage. Jim, he's off, man. I I didn't see the four walks. I was going to say he's on, but four walks, that's a lot. You're getting, he got on base six times in a series, in a three game set. Okay, off. I agree with you. Off. Uh, Danny Etcheverria got DFA'd because the Mets dropped him and picked up Joe Panic. Again, another brilliant way to get off. And, Jim, if you remember, we said as long as he gets one hit, yeah. we take him off because he's so good defensively. Well, you got TFA'd. Tough. Still gets off. Yep. Next up, Paul Goldschmidt was on slump watch because he had an 0 for series last week. This weekend, he goes 7 for 12, one home run, four RBIs, one stolen base. His slash line was 583 batting average, 615 on base percentage, one dot four four nine. Shame to flame, shame to flame, Jim. Uh, we, uh, I, I got excited that we had a a, a PT peer, Paul Goldschmidt, on Slump Watch, and he comes back in a series that again the Cardinals needed to right the ship. They sweep Pittsburgh. Goldie's a big part of that. Uh, good on, good. On, hey, Adam good Duvall, you, you put Adam Duvall on Slump Watch last week. He went one for eleven with three Ks, so he's still on Slump Watch. Uh, unless yes. unless you're putting him on you're just bad watch. No, no, cuz he came out and he he you know, we gave him all the love for the vim and vigor, fighting through the minor leagues, keep it rolling. People were tweeting at us, get Adam Duval on there. Well, I'm sorry. He's he's got this I mean, this is going to be his last week on slump watch cuz he either gets off being bad or he figures it out. All right. John Lester, you threw him on last week. Yeah. Five innings pitched, five hits, three runs, seven Ks. That is a very confusing line for if he's – it's not the best game. It's not a brutal game. 
It's not yeah. good. It's not bad. It's right in that limbo area. Are you keeping John Lester on or off? I think I got to dive into this one a little more because, I, I mean, there's days when, when five and three is all you need, especially if he was striking out, guys. Um, let's see. I got to get into the game log here. Lester, it's at Cincinnati, and we know the ball was flying pretty good. They end up winning that game six to three. Uh, and let's see. Oh, no, Jim. I th- When he left, the Cubs were down. Uh, cup. It was six. It was three to one. Cincinnati in the sixth inning. I think he stays. You don't like it. You don't like what you're seeing. No, I mean three walks, five hits. Yeah, I'm. I'm sorry. It's, first it's first inning. First inning was strikeout, strikeout, single, groundout. That's good. Fly ball, groundout, strikeout. Okay, the third inning when he gets in trouble, groundout, line out. So two outs right away. Walk. Double walk single. Ugh. Then a clean fourth. Then gives up a solo home run in the fifth. I don't know. That doesn't seem that bad. It's not bad. I just I don't feel confident in taking him off, Jim. All right, he stays on. I'm sorry, Cubs fans. I'm sorry, John. I know you're listening. Miguel Sano. Sano. Braves come to town. Sano goes kind of off, hits a walk-off home run, had another big hit, I believe. The Cleveland Indians come to town, and he goes silent. Miguel Sano went 0 for 11 with two walks, Jake, and now his August is looking brutal. His August numbers are 179, 273, 385, with a 657 OPS. He only has one multi-hit game in August right now. I'm putting him on slump watch. I think he'll get yeah. off quickly. I think he may be ashamed to flame. But uh Siri four game set versus the team that's coming for first place and he went dead. Yeah, I'm uh I'm fine with it and Jim, I want to say one one of our earliest episodes around the All-Star break, we were saying if the Twins if the Twins wanted to win us over to the fact that we believe they could compete with the Yankees or Houston, we said Miguel Sano would be a part of that. Like, if he could come in and be another big-time power bat for them, holy smokes. Um, and now he's he's kind of slumping, and Cleveland's caught up. So, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that. All right. Uh, next up, I have Daniel Murphy. He went Murph 0 for dog, 10 this weekend. He went 0 for 10 this weekend. Two for 21 in his last six games. This is a dude who hits, and he's got a 095 batting average in his last six games. He's also the town weirdo, so I'm never shy to kind of pick on him. Right. So Murphy's on slump watch. And weirdo watch, if we're being honest. And, Jim, the other guy you have on here, um, as I I am going to throw in one late addition, but you put Josh Donaldson, the bringer of rain, who uh, we we talked about? He's in that four hole for the Bravos. He puts up an O for twelver. Not great. Yeah. Now this is this is going to be a temporary slump. Watch. I mean, he had a okay. bad series. It, it's not surrounded by bad before this. It is a bad series though. So I'm putting him on slump watch because you know we're just watching out for it. I do right. think Donaldson will come off pretty quickly. 
Okay. And yeah, man, I, I like watching Donaldson play, man. And the the only other guy I was gonna throw on there, because I think we were a little light on the pitchers. I'm throwing Dallas Keuchel in there, Jim. He he got really roughed up um in his last start. Three point two eight runs against the Marlins. What's going on there? Um, one of his worst starts in a long time. After we gave Keuchel a lot of love for being super consistent, he kind of he really normally lives up to that John Boy uh, competitive start metric that we're working on. Gives your team and a three, chance to win, yeah. He he gives you a chance to win in every game. Some of them aren't flashy. You're going to have a lot of two-run, three runs, but your team is going to have a chance if Keuchel's on the mound. He goes up, and he very much does not do that for the Braves. 3.2 eight earned runs. And in his last 16 innings, so it's a little skewed by that one, but 16 innings, 15 earned runs to a tune of an 8-4-4 ERA. That's not good enough, Dallas. That's not good enough. Yeah, it seems like one bad start. But we're watching out if another one creeps up. Yeah. It, it start before that seven innings pitched, four hits. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's not bad, but it's a, it's a slump watch. We're watching out. All right, let's flip that coin over. And go Dirt, to nasties, and fuego, Jim. Means on fire, baby. Like we got a good in fuego crew this week. Good in fuego crew. A lot of outfielders, Jim. I was I was excited for this one, Jorge Soler. Yeah, for the Royals. Came in to Boston and played a little. I don't know where did, the Royals just played the Tigers. I said I didn't care. The Tigers aren't good, but what he did is pretty impressive, and I like it. And this is a guy who had a lot of. A lot of like hype, kinda right. Comes up with the Cubs. Yeah, he was a he was a Cuban player. The Cubs brought up. I mean, big boy, six four, two thirty. You know, people thought he was going to be a part of that Cubs. You know what? The, whatever you want to call this Cubs run right now. And then he kind of fell out of favor. He had some, you know, the the batting average wasn't there for a little bit. I mean, 2016-2017 were basically lost seasons. Um, and Kansas City, they ended up getting him for Wade Davis, the the reliever back in the offseason 2016. And, uh, yeah, Jim, I mean, his first season with Kansas City back in 2017, 35 games, a 144 batting average. Last year, he gets 61 games, and he puts up some respectable numbers this year, he's mauling, Jim. 120 games, he's got 35 home runs. He's a player. Yeah, I was going to say, I saw that 120 games, and I was like, holy shit, there's been 120 games already this season? That was yeah, like a, he's, actually, he's, he's leading the league in games played. <laughs> I was like, that was a kick in the face of how deep we are into this season. But anyway, on the weekend, he went 6-for-11 with four home runs and eight RBIs. That's a hell of a yeah. weekend. In August, he played 10 games. 10 games so far in August, 424 batting average, 537 on base percentage, 1.658 OPS. And his season numbers, like you were just saying, aren't bad. So this is his first full season since 2015 when he was a rookie, and he's putting it together pretty nicely for the Royals. I don't know if they have any direction, but he can help them some way. Yeah, and I'm I'm wondering, he can become a, a free agent in 2022. Um, man, he's making, he's making four and a half mil next year. Um, man, that, that might be a guy this off season that, 
that the Royals get teams interested because it, it seems like he's not going to match up with their timeline, but he's going to end up finishing this year with 40 home runs. Um, so, yeah, that's a little, hey, we talked some Royals. How about that? Do I say the name Jorge wrong? Jorge? Baseball reference pronunciation for Jorge is capital H-O-E-R for the whore part. Whore. That's not how I would spe- spell that phonetically, whore. Yeah, well, I think there might be tro- problems spelling it phonetically, too. So, Just switch the R and the E. Whore. That looks like how like my mom and people that grew up in the Bronx said whore. Hua. Hua, hey. <laughs> Talking whores came out. Ugh. Okay, Jake, next up, I put Juan Soto on here. Yeah, man. And Jim, I, I don't know. It's funny. We we look at the baseball reference game logs. That's that's how it happens behind the scenes, guys. And we kind of dive in to see to see who done it. A lot of young, good outfielders. And Jim, I, I say young when I talk about Jorge Soler. He's 27. Juan Soto's 20. Yeah. And he got a cool name. Juan Soto is 20 years old. Jim, he has a casual three-homer weekend, five for ten, couple walks in there. Uh, but I, I think the point that I, again, want to drive home, he's 20 years old. Do you, think it's, do you think it's a little disappointing that Juan Soto and uh, Bo Bichette aren't on the same team? Ooh, um, that's why people play nerdy baseball games, Jim. You got to put those guys back-to-back in the lineup. Um, man, Juan Soto, dude, he's... Uh, I mean, just a casual, he's got a 3-7 war on the year right now. Um, he's one-upping his numbers from last year. Last year in 116 games, he had 22 homers, 70 RBIs, uh, a 9-2-3 OPS. This year in 107 games, 24 home runs, two more, seven more RBIs, and his OPS is up 20 points. So he's, he's making <laughs> casual growth at age 20. More than me. Yeah, a lot more than you. Um, oh, well, come on. Hey, hey, let's be honest about it, Jim. Um, and Jim, I, I didn't even realize we did this. If we were if we were a little better, we would have figured this out. So Lair's a right fielder. Juan Soto's a left fielder. In center, to round it out, a guy we watched a lot of this weekend, Teoscar Hernandez. Imagine if uh, we did a winner Jim. from each position every episode. That would take so much effort. Oh, man, that'd be exhausting. Um, it'd be doable. Teoscar Hernandez, Jim, we saw him this weekend against the Yankees. He goes three for eight, and you're saying, okay, three for eight. That's okay. Well, his three were all homers. Um, he has special power, especially for a center fielder. And, Jimmy, I think what's even more impressive, in the first half of this Major League season, Teoscar hit 204. With a 267 on base and a 628 OPS, that's bad. He got sent down for a little bit. The second half of this season, Jim, Teoscar Hernandez is hitting 277 with a 375 on base with a 1.050 OPS. And Jimmy, I know you and I were blown away. We actually probably should have said a little more at the top about it. The Blue Jays have this young core that's coming, and if Teoscar Hernandez can be, you know, a, a center fielder with an OPS that starts with an eight or even a hella nine, 
I mean, that is just another piece to this young core that they can really be special with. Bo Bichette and Vladdy Jr. and Kevin Biggio. Uh, will never be Royals, Lord is Guriel. So, yeah, man, uh, that's uh, Teoscar. He, when he puts on a show, he does it, and it tends to be against our Yankees too, so that's nice. Yeah, good job, Teoscar. I like that name. Teoscar. Yo, Luke, my intern Luke for us. Yeah. He asked me, you know, he didn't ask me. He said it's funny that the Guerrero's first name is Vladimir. Because yeah, we, I think we talked about this a couple episodes ago. Like, what? I'm like, Vlad? But I just looked it up, and because it's such a Russian name, Vladimir. Right. And then I looked it up, and there's a bunch, like Ivan. That's very Russian. Yeah. It's because the Soviets, back in Bay of Pigs times, put a stranglehold, or they like, you know, had a lot of influence in those countries. And those right. names got left over. But I, I hear Vladimir Guerrero. I never even thought, like, that's a very Russian name. What's that doing? Now I get it. Yeah. Ivan Rodriguez, Pudge Rodriguez. Yeah. How about that? A little history getting mixed into it. So when the, when the Soviets and the Americans were fighting over that, that area of control and, you know, have their ships and everything like that, the Americans gave them baseball and the Russians gave them some names. Not a bad trade. Not a bad trade. Yeah. All right. Not a bad trade. You got some pitchers on here. Ryu. Yeah. Jim, I, I, I love I love getting the pitchers involved. And Jim, this guy, he might be playing himself on the too good to get on here. Ryu, man, he goes seven shutout again. And Jim, since July, is six and oh, 39.2 innings pitched. 39.2 innings pitched, Jim. That's to good. the tune of a zero point four five ERA. I mean, Jim, that's it's unbelievable. He's, uh, he's the leader for the Cy Young right now. And again, I just want to repeat it. 39.2 innings pitched to the tune of a 0-4-5 ERA. Unbelievable from Ryu. Um, he was one of the names that people said we were getting wrong, so I think I'm saying it right now, but I could be wrong. Um, uh, and then, Jim, this next guy almost got your award, Ryan Yarborough. Almost. Buddy is playing against the lowly Mariners who don't care about anything right now. Mariners. And, Jim, I don't know if you saw this. Um, this was kind of classic raise. So he goes 8.2, zero earned runs. And, Jim, there was a little extra venom in Ryan Yarborough's step because he got traded from the Mariners. So this was his original team. He gets pulled 8.2, zero earned runs. Um, Kevin Cash... Comes out, pulls him. Yarborough starts yelling in his glove. He's all sorts of pissed off. He was the only pitcher this year in the major leagues to go 8.2 zero earned runs and not get to face another batter. Say that again? So I think, and I, I don't think I'm misquoting it, but I believe there's been 17 or 18 pitchers this year that have gone 8.2 innings zero earned runs all of the other pitchers got to face another batter to try to get the final out the complete game ryan yarbrough is the only guy who did not get that opportunity why why did they pull him you know why man it's the race they have their rules and they live by them ryan yarbrough hit the pitch count they wanted to they they thought emilio pagan was a better matchup coming out of the pin so they went to him. The Rays, the Rays don't use emotion. 
They're an emotionless franchise. Damn, man. Yeah. That sucks. Tough break. Good job, Ryan. I don't think you'd want to play for that. Like, if you're Yarbrough, like, I, you kind of have to buy into the analytics. Right. But you'd much rather play for the manager who lets you just finish it. What was the score of the game? And that's what... Um, Tell me I the score of the I've... game. This might make me so mad. Ooh, here we go. John Boy's running hot, baby. I love it. There's only... And, there's uh, only... Okay, I need two pieces of information to decide how mad I am okay. about this. Let me know. What, about, what else do you need? If you're not up to date, I'm mad that they pulled Yarbrough with one out to go to get a complete oh, game Jimmy. shutout. What was... How many people were on base? Jim, you might, you might not like this. How many people were on so base? So, Jimmy... First piece of information you asked me for, and I will give it to you. It was a one nothing game. Oh, okay. Oh, that's fine. Okay. That's, um, the, that's the only answer that was going to make me not mad. That's fine. Jim, well, this part you won't like. There were no runners on base. And who was up? Uh, Navarez pinch hit for Santana. A pinch hitter? Dude. So I think Santana would have hit if they left Yarborough in because he's a he's a big righty. Um and Yarborough's a lefty. So I what think when they brought in they yeah. brought in Pagan and then they brought in the lefty to hit. What had Santana done versus Yarborough that game? Obviously I'm not gonna be able to check like hard hit. Reached on catcher's interference. Wow, that's intimidating. Okay. Line out to deep center, so maybe that was like a really hard hit ball. Yeah. And then a fly ball to deep center field. Okay. I don't see the contact there, but maybe those were very scary hits. They were Yeah. They were maybe what did you could have. So that is one of the answers that I wasn't gonna be that upset. If it was like three nothing, I was yeah. gonna be livid that they took him out because that's bullshit. Yeah. But whatever. Okay. And 90- 99 pitches. I think the Rays have their their pitch limits rule, so all of it was there. So yeah, it's uh it's tough, but I I don't know, Jim. I'm I'm always kind of going to be firmly on the side of like damn, I I know all the numbers say this this and this, but I mean if Ryan Yarbrough gets that out, like your dugout is going nuts, he's going out, everyone's stoked. I mean, even if he gives up the one to tie it, eh. So, I don't know, but Rays going to raise and it worked for them. They got the win. They got the one. Um, Who else you got Jim, in here? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll clean up. up. I, I, a pair of relievers, Seth Lugo. We mentioned him earlier. He's taken over the closer role for the Mets. Jimmy, 14.2 innings, one earned run in his last 30 days. Giovanni Gallegos, Jim. Uh, one of the pieces trade to the Cardinals in the Luke Voigt trade. 14.10 earned run in his last 30, so Cardinals fans can breathe a little bit from that. Uh, so two relievers getting some love. I think I think those guys had been the best. And Jimmy, I wrapped it up with uh, again my uh, a segment in a segment. Who'd the O's get hot? I put Jordan Alvarez, your guy, um, and Carlos Correa. Jim, Carlos Correa hit the longest home run uh, measured at Camden Yards. <laughs> nice, good for Carlos. And that's not a fluke, people. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Rounding out the show, we got call up watch. Jake, you let you put some of these down, some debuts. Who got called up? Anyone we should know about? Well, we had three throwers get the call. 
Um, you mentioned Randy Dobnak before. That's just a fun name to say, huh? Um, but I actually, I, I, I want to start with the bats, Jimmy, because I, I know I've got, I've got one guy who's about to win your heart over. I actually got a couple guys who are about to win your heart over. But Jim, the number one guy that you need to know, because he's going to speak to your little tiny heart, Nick Deeney. Nick Deeney. I don't know if he's related to our friend Jeff Deeney, but Jim, Nick Deeney, 26 years old. He's a catcher. Five foot eight. He's from, he's from, <laughs> he's from New Jersey, Monroe, New Jersey. And he went to school at Wagner College at Staten Island in New York. This is a man to your heart, Jim. Teeny Deeney. Teeny Deeney, the five foot eight catcher from Jersey slash New York. Are you kidding me? Man. Is he, is he good? He can't be good, right? I only his minor league numbers were actually better than I expected. I, I don't think he's a he's a big time prospect at all, but he's he's gonna Yo! get he's probably gonna, this dude has oh. thirteen home runs in triple A this season in fifty eight games. Yeah, man. Teeny Deeney. Deeney's raking, babe. Um so yeah, I mean a new a new favorite of the program, uh Nick Deeney doing it for the Kansas City Royals. So yeah, hopefully he gets some love. Um, in the upcoming days. Jim, another kind of fun one here. 27-year-old gets the call. Brian O'Grady gets the call for Cincinnati. And, Jim, he's got a fun little mix here because he's playing first base in a little center field for them. Um, and, Jim, the, the important part I wrote down for Nick Dini and Brian O'Grady, they each got one hit, and that's where it starts. You, you got that one hit on the board, wipe your hands off. Now you could do whatever. No, no matter what happens, you have one major league hit. So that's where I'm at with them. Um, well, and then uh, we had three. Well, O'Grady gave out a lot of hugs to uh, Aristides. Uh, he gave him a hug after every single home run because I think they were boys in the minor leagues together for a while. Yeah. Uh, the former eighth-round pick, Brian O'Grady. And then, yeah, Jim, we had three hurlers make their debut. John Schreiber for your Detroit Tigers. He actually got knocked around a little bit, but, hey, Welcome to the bigs, friend. Um, and then we also had, um, oh, lost my spot, Jimmy, per usual. Randy Dobnak for Minnesota. Um, I know coming up there on your favorite player list. And Junior Fernandez makes his debut for St. Louis. Yeah, he, um, he got lit another up. Another hurler. The youngest, youngest guy to get a call, 22 years old. He also gets <laughs> knocked around a little bit. But you're in the show, kids. Trying to find fucking Teeny Deeny's first hit. God, I knew I knew we'd lose you on Teeny Deeny. So lost. I just watched him pick a runner off on first in spring training. That was cool. I'm all over Teeny Deeny. All right, yeah, here's a home run in spring training. This is great podcasting. This is me watching five eight catcher yeah. Yogi Berra in car night. What, that's not the right word. Ooh. Yeah, man. He looks like me. If I was in shape. Okay. If I was in shape and good at baseball, he's got a nice beard, 5'8", catcher. My, the kid might be my hero. He's younger than me for sure. Oh, yeah, he is. He's 26. Yeah, okay. Well, go fuck yourself, teeny-deeny. 
All right. We were fans of Teeny Deeny. We are now fully out. Um, no, good good job, Nick. Yeah, no no huge big-time prospects. Uh, Junior Fernandez, 22, getting the call. Good for him. On St. Louis, maybe they'll be using him a lot. Yo no say. Um, Jim, I think, I think it's time for awards. Awards. My first award. Do I get to go first? You do not, but I mean, if you're really ready, I'll let you. Go first then. All right. I'm I'm gonna go first then. Uh Jimmy, I'm going with the one and done award. You know, college basketball, one and done, Zion. Zion. Um, it's actually not related to that at all. Um, and you know, there I could have gotten a lot more corny with this people, so back off. Um, whoa, gotta attack the fans before you give your award. Everyone knows that. Jim. The one-and-done award goes to Will Smith. Um, <laughs> no, not the actor. No, not the rookie on the Dodgers. Jimmy, the reliever on your San Francisco Giants. Jim, we had a fun, special moment in the National League yesterday, and I know we're AL guys, but I will give the NL some love while the DH is still not there, 2021. Jimmy, Will Smith... He comes in. He's been the closer for the Giants this year, and he's been good, man. He's got 28 saves. He's got a 2-4-2 ERA, um, and he's been good for a while. He was an all-star this year. Um, Jim, since 2013, Will Smith has a 2-9-8 ERA. He's been twirling it for like six years now. Anyways, so he's the closer for the Giants. He comes in to get them out of the eighth inning, and it's a tied game, right? So... The Giants come up, bottom eight. They get a rally in. I think Kevin Pilar hits a big old triple uh, to take the lead. So what do they do? They walk someone in front of Will Smith because Will Smith's a pitcher. Yeah, get to the pitcher. And they're going to leave. They're going to leave Will Smith in the game now because he's the closer and they have the lead, right? Yeah. So Will Smith comes up. Two runners on, or three runners on, excuse me. Bases loaded, they call that. Jimmy, his first ever at bat. His first ever professional at bat. He said he hadn't had an at bat since either college or high school. He didn't know. He comes up totally late on a fastball, but puts it in play to right. It drops, two run scores. The stadium is going bonkers. The dugout's going bonkers. He's got a giant Little League smile going because he's genuinely never had a professional at bat. And what does he do in his first at bat? Just a two RBI single, casual, whatever. Um, So that's why I'm calling it the one and done because if you're Will Smith, you can never take another at bat. You have to. That's it. Yeah, I like that. But, Jim, you you should have – the smile on his face was so – Genuine, like I can't, I can't believe I did that. Yeah, I think did I, I see that. I think I'm doing a breakdown of it, but I don't like this because it gives people that don't like the DH a reason to be like, "See, isn't that fun?" It's like, yeah, because that happens one in five hundred at batch. You guys think it's good? You know, I had people reach out because I said you were going to upset National League fans, saying being so anti pitchers hitting and i had them reach out because you said no it's a national movement everyone wants a dh and they were like no 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 
We do not want the DH. Right. No, I mean, there's, there's always going to be some diehards. People hate change, but it's coming. 2021, the National League will have the DH. I think, if and, you poll, uh, yeah. I think if you polled all National League fans, I think it would be like 90% don't want the DH. I don't think 90. I, I, it would probably be high. It'd probably be a little over 50. But you also have to think about the pride involved in it, Jim. I mean, they're, they come from we, – we've talked about, you know, we're Yankee fans because it, it was part of our family. It's entrenched and been passed on to us. So if you grew up a Cardinals fan and, you know, grandma loved the pitcher hitting – you know, that's been passed down through your family through the years. So I get that. But once it happens, it'll be gone and never thought about again and probably laughed at. But NL, oh, have your picture- once the NL gets the DH, like 10 years later, five years later, they're going to be like, I cannot believe. It's almost the same way I look at instant replay now. Like a, a umpire right. blows a call and we get to change it right away if it's obvious. And I think yeah. I cannot believe we used to just live with these bad calls. Knowing they were bad, we just had to live with it. Yeah. It's how that's how National League fans are gonna think of the DH. I cannot believe we used to just live with four automatic outs or bunting for outs all the time. Yeah, and I, I hopped on a Rockies podcast a little while back and we went down this avenue, Jim, and he he he's he wants the DH because the other thing is you're losing talent. Um, you know, could Luke Voigt still be a cardinal if they had DH at bats to give out? So um, many they, rookies don't get to shine in the National League because they get called up. Mike Talkman got called up, and all he did was be a defensive replacement and get one at-bat every single every single game. There's no way he's going to impress you as a rookie getting one at-bat every game. That's He's never done that in the minor leagues, and there's so many rookies that get called up that don't have a spot to imp- impress you because they just have to be a defensive replacement and get one at-bat. Voight was the same thing with the Cardinals. He never got it's, starting position run. Jim, I mean, if you do the numbers on it, it's 600 at-bats a year that you lose out on from having a DH and a pitcher. And that could that can rest players. That could be young players getting opportunity. So, you, you know, I, I think, you know, we're probably coming off as mean to the NL, but n- no, no. But for the, for one night, Jim, it's kind of like a, a last night with a – a last night with someone you dated and you know things are falling off. For that one night, you guys had each other, and then you're going to go the separate ways the rest of your life. Nice. My award is yeah. the I Use These for Acid Indigestion Award. Okay. You're not big, of, you're not big of a Next. movie guy, but Little Giants movie. Okay. They're yeah. playing against the big bad team. Kid go, I use these for acid indigestion. What are we going to use them for? Intimidation. And then they put the, pi- the put their pull- pills in the mouth. They start foaming at the mouth. They start grunting. And this goes to uh, Hauser on the Brewers. Your guy. Pukes on the mound in the middle of the first inning. Gets the yeah. first two out. Third batter hits a comebacker to him. He boots it, makes the error, throws up right on the mound. Intimidation factor off the charts. I believe he yeah. went six innings pitch, 10 Ks. You're not going to hit against a guy who just puked on the mound. You're a little timid. Like, holy shit, what? It's the second time he's yeah. puked on the mound. As as you know, well, hey, you love a good puker from T- Tahlequah, Oklahoma. Whoo, good on you, Adrian Hauser. Um, yeah, Jim, you you did a breakdown of this, and it was the title was what I was most excited for, probably in a breakdown this year, because I was and I I questioned you. I was like, oh boy, I hope this isn't a fake, and you came back at me, which was fair, asking if you. Th- thought I was you th- were some clickbait bimbo we ran into some technical difficulties so this conversation got cut off 
All right. So, yeah, Hauser gets the puke ward. And moving on to elevator talk. Elevator talk, elevator talk. Going up. Last last episode, we didn't describe what elevator talk was, Jake. So as I pull up the wheel, let's let them know that elevator talk is for when you're stuck in an elevator with a fan of blank team, we're going to give you right. some fodder, some stuff to chew on, to talk about with that guy. I'm going to spin a wheel. It's got all 30 teams. If we feel like we've talked about that team enough already, we're going to go to a next one. And the first team on the board is the Angels. And we did Angels last week, I think. All right. Last up. Yeah, because we talked about how bad their pitching was. We are doing the Baltimore Orioles. Nope. Just not worth it. Yeah. Final spin. Atlanta Braves. Your Atlanta Braves. Oh, thank God. Wow. Child, things are going to be easier. Jim, can I tell you about one player real quick? (laughs) Ronald Acuna. Jim, over the past 30 days, he has the third most home runs in baseball and he has the most stolen bases. He's the only player with double-digit stolen bases over the last 30 days. He has 15. Nobody else is in double digits. Right now, he's got 33 homers and 28 steals. Ronald Acuna might be in the 40-40 club at the end of the year, Jim. And by the way, I'm starting to like that player, if you didn't know. Dude, the Braves have a lot of good talent. Ozzy Albies, Josh Donaldson, Ronald Acuna... Freddie Freeman all have OPSs that start with eight or higher. Yeah. Good good on Freddie Freeman having a big year, huh? Yeah, dude. Freddie just rakes, man. And wasn't wasn't he the oldest NL All-Star starter at age 29? Yeah. Which, some, some good talent. Man, Freddie Freeman has just been doing it since 2011, man. He uh he's starting to rack up some serious stats. Four All-Star games. Um Good, good on you, Freddie. Yeah, and then young, thick Austin Riley is on the IL right now with yeah. an injured partial tear in his knee. That doesn't sound good. Marquez also good. on the on the uh, IL. The Braves are are big in the division. What? Who are their one, two, three in the playoffs? Jake, are we going to sound stupid by not knowing? No, I think uh, it's it's Soroka, your guy, Soroka. Mike Soroka. The kid, I mean, Jim, he's got a 2-3-2 ERA in 21 games started this year. He uh, He's earned the pill. I think you're looking at Max Fried, Freed, if I'm saying that wrong. Uh, he's got a 4-1-1 ERA, but that's a little deceptive. His FIP's actually a little better than that. He's got more strikeouts than innings pitched. And I think it would be Julio Teheran. Taron? Tehran. Tehran, we always say that one wrong. Jim, he's got a nice three three five ERA going this year over 137 innings. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think you're going to be blown away by those guys. And, Jim, can Dallas Keuchel, I mean, I mentioned he got touched up, but before that, if there's a guy you could trust in the playoffs to give you at least, you know, five innings, three runs, six innings, three runs, it's Dallas Keuchel. All right. That's cool. What about Fulton Newitz? No way. I don't know how to say that name. No. Do we have to be worried about their bullpen, Jim? Is Shane Green calmed down for them? Because I know he had, he had um, a brutal introduction. He's, he's still at four innings pitched, 11 hits given up. Yikes. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, Shane Green figuring it out uh, feels like is going to be a big piece of of how they finish this season. Well, he after blowing up the first after the first three games went bad, and he did he did finish his third outing. He gave up a run, but he finished it. Then he went. He came in for one out, got the hold, and then he Yikes. blew the save. Yeah, it looks like he came in with a, a runner on or something like that, and this was the uh, the the walk off game that Miami ended up winning. Uh, so yeah, I guess I guess that would be your okay. So you're in the elevator. It's Friday afternoon. Someone's got their Braves hat on. You'd be like. Man, I, I love our young guys. I love that top of our lineup. I, I even think our starting pitchers can hold up. Worried about that bullpen. Worried about that bullpen. You know, we traded for Shane Green. Is the guy going to come too? Yeah, that's a good one. It's a good I one. I like the Braves. You like the Braves. I think it's Dodgers and Braves. I think it's pretty clear cut. That's my whole tier thing I went on last up. All right. Cool. That rounds out the show. Thank you guys for listening. As always, go check out the store if you want an I Love Baseball shirt. Who doesn't love baseball? Yeah. A lot of people. But shop.johnboymedia.com, patreon.com slash johnboymedia if you want to be in the live chat or uh, get some other perks along the way and support us. We appreciate it very much. I'm still itching to get Talking Baseball to the number one baseball podcast. Are we doing it? So we need your help. Rate, subscribe, review, five stars. We appreciate it, and we will be back on Friday. See ya.